Matthew 24, verse 37. It says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You may be seated. Our Heavenly Father, God, as we stand before You tonight, Lord, in Your presence, and before these people tonight, Lord, You know how we certainly need You. Father, I'm asking tonight, Lord, from a touch from another world. Father, we pray tonight, Lord, that You'd help us, God, to be able to preach with the anointing power of Your Holy Ghost. Father, we know if Your Spirit's not in it, Lord, it's of not. And Father, we pray tonight, Lord, that Your Spirit would show up and help us to preach. God, that You'd use us tonight for Your glory and for Your honor. Take this stammering tongue and help us, Father Lord, in the way that we need help. Father, we pray for these people tonight. God, we pray for every man, woman, boy, and girl that's under the sound of our voice tonight. Lord, that You'd meet with them. God, that You'd do business with them. And Lord, that they do business with You. And Father, we pray tonight, Lord, before the doors are closed. Father, we pray, Lord, that God, that You would make a change and make a difference in one's life tonight. And Father, through and by that, You'd be lifted up. God, that You'd be glorified and You'd be honored and praised above all because You are worthy tonight. And God, we truly love You. We are truly in love with You. We just give You thanks and give You praise and give You glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And Amen. And I want you to notice tonight... I, I'll just go ahead and, and give you the title of the message. I, I don't normally title the message, but I feel like we should tonight. So tonight, the title of the message is simply this, Never Give Up. Amen. Never Give Up. And I want you to think about that. Uh, with the Lord's help, I want to preach on that tonight. But, you know, I believe the Bible says that there in Second Timothy or Second Peter chapter number 2, the Bible says that, Brother Noah was a righteous preacher. Appreciate a righteous preacher. And then you can also find Noah over in Hebrews chapter number 11. You'll find that he is one of the faithful ones. And also you'll find that Jesus prophetically spoke of Noah in Matthew chapter number 24. He said that in the days, in the latter days, that we will face in this earth, it will be as the days of Noah. It will be as the days of Noah, the days that we will notice uh, to take place in the latter times. And let me just say this, we're right there. I believe we are in the days of Noah, if you will, tonight. And you know, I thought, I believe as, as uh, Noah was a righteous man, and no doubt, I believe that Noah was, uh, let me just say it like this, how many of you are sick and tired of sin? It's right in your face all the time. And I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. I want, my goodness, you think, when it, it don't take long when you walk out these doors, you're confronted with sin. Sometimes even in the house of God. And I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. As the saying goes. And I'm just tired of sin. Tired of the effects of sin that it's had in my life. I'm tired of the effects of sin that it's had in your life, in your family's life. 
I'm done with it. I'm tired of sin and I hate it. But you know, I believe in the days of Noah, I believe that he, no doubt that sin was running rapid. In fact, the, the Bible says it, it repented God that He even made man. You think about that, how awful sin must have been. And, and I believe at times God would have wiped us off of the face of the earth. You think about that. And even Moses went and, and before Him and, and conceded to Him that He might not destroy a Mary in one place. You remember that. But you think about this. It does not take, it, take you long to go out here and find that I believe we are living in the days of Noah. You think about that. And I thought about this. You know, I, I believe that it, it absolutely does not take you long to find that sin is absolutely running rampant across this land. And we're confronted with it uh, right in our faces all the time, and, and I'm tired of it. And you know, I believe that I believe as as Mo, or Noah was fed up with it and sick and tired of, of of the sin. You think about the righteous individual. The Bible says that he was a righteous preacher, and no doubt that he got tired of sin. He got tired of the results and the effects of sin. I'm convinced today that God has always been tired of sin. And He's, he's uh, tired of the results and the effects of sin. And not only that, you and I as well should be tired of sin. If you're not tired of it, then there's a problem somewhere. You don't have a right relation. If you're willing to go out here and sin willfully and, and, and do the things of the world, there's a relationship problem there somewhere between you and the Lord. And you need fixed up tonight. You need to know the Lord Jesus. And I thought, you know, in, in Genesis, in, I didn't mention this, but in Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 6, it says, And it repented the Lord that He had made man on the earth, and it grieved Him at His heart. And you think about that. It hurt God's heart that He even made man. What a mess we've made of it. What a mess. We've, we, we've just absolutely turned it upside down and made a mess. So you know, I believe this. I believe that if, if, it was, if it was okay for Noah to be tired of sin and, and fed up with sin, and it was okay for God to be fed up with sin, you know, just as much today, I'm fed up with sin. I'm tired of sin, and you ought to be as well. You know, in Genesis chapter number 6, you'll find, that, that you'll find the account of, of Noah and, and the, the effects of sin that were taking place uh, there that day. But you know, I... I thought about this, you know, let, let me just say this. We can go back and we can see in, in the days of Noah, that, that it says there in Matthew chapter 24, it said that they were marrying and, and being married and given in marriage. And I believe that we're there today. And let me just say this, in the days of Noah, if it was classified and considered sin 6,000 years ago, Guess what? It's still sin today. God has not changed. God is no different. He, it is still sin yet today. S-I-N is still sin today. Now you think about this. There's a few things I want you to notice. And we'll be down here in just a, just a moment. I don't intend to be very long. And, and, and this probably isn't very popular tonight. But I, I just want to preach what the Lord has given me. But you know, I, I believe this. I believe that, that Noah was absolutely fed up with sin. And I believe that the Christian individual, the righteous person, the, the one that's living for the Lord ought to be fed up with sin. Ought to be sick and tired of sin. But you know what? There, there's never a place. There's never a place where I find where Noah quit. Noah laid down. Noah give up. So I want to encourage you today. 
No matter what this world throws at you, no matter what this world offers you, we ought not quit today. We ought to keep going and never, never give up. But you know, you think about this. I believe that even in two or three things here I just want to share with you and we'll be out of the way. But I thought about this. I believe even in the days of Noah, I believe that there were probably political issues and political corruption. You ever think about that? And how in those days, no doubt, uh, you know, I thought about this. You know, today we don't have a Democrat problem. We don't have a Republican problem. But you know what we've got? We've got a S. I-N problem. And you think about that. When we, when we allow, when our, our, our government, it endorses the things of sin and it endorses the things of the world, where this nation is headed in the wrong direction. You think about that tonight. You think that, that when, when my mom told me this just the other day, and I did not, I wasn't aware of this, but I guess if I understand it right, the whole month of June is Gay Pride Month. Am I right about that? I guess they have what they call Gay Pride Month and how that they celebrate that and they, they even stole uh, what the, the, the rainbow represents there in the, the days of Noah and how that God promised that it would, He wouldn't destroy this earth with water again and how I understand that the city of Lewisburg, West Virginia, the whole month of June they hung, they hung out those flags that re- resembled the, the, the rainbow. And how that they were celebrating a gay pride month the whole month of June, if you will. But you know what? They never, I understand that the, on the 4th of July, they never not hung one American flag up down there. And you think of where we've gotten to. You think of where we're at. My goodness, we've turned everything upside down. We've just completely made a mess of it. We're sinful people today. My goodness, we need the Lord. If there's ever been a time that we need Jesus, it's absolutely today. If you don't have Jesus, I highly recommend Him to you tonight. Highly recommend Jesus to you tonight. But you think about the, the political problems and the political issues that they had. And you know, when the governments em, embrace sin and things, and you know what, they, they recognize transgender. In fact, I understand that on the Republican ticket in, out in California, there is a, an individual, I don't know if you call it a she, a he, a it, or whatever you want to call it, but there's a, an individual that is, that is going to be running for governor that is a transgender. You think about where we're at today. You think of where we've, where we've progressed and gotten ourselves into. And you know, I thought about this even. You know, when the government will hand out uh, checks for people, for men, younger and stronger and healthier than I am, to sit at home and just take a check, you know what? We're in a mess. We're in a mess today. You know what they ought to do? Is cut off the welfare checks. Let's get out here and get a job and let's go to work. You know what? God's Word tells us that. He tells us if we don't work, we shouldn't even eat. You know what? That would take care of every welfare problem we've got. You think about that. How that men and women are sitting at home younger and healthier than I am. They're drawing a check. They don't want to get out here and get to work. You know what they ought to do? Cut those checks out. Get them out here and let them go to work somewhere. You think about that. You think of where we've gotten ourselves into and the mess that we're in today. My goodness, we've made a mess of it. Now, you think about this. When our government and this administration that's in the White House today The past administration had cut it off. 
they were funding millions, if not billions of dollars to these Muslims, these uh, Israel haters, the Jew haters, and how that they that, that were fun, and, and how the last administration cut that off. Well, you know what? They've signed those things back in order again. And now they're funding these Muslims that hate Jews and want to destroy every one of them, that want to run every one of them over into the Mediterranean Sea and just stomp them completely out. I've got news for them. That's not going to happen. They'll never stomp out God's people no matter what they try, no matter what they do. They'll never stomp out God's people. But you think about that, where we're at today. And let me just say this. I still believe the Bible. I still believe what God's Word says. I still believe when God told me that if I bless Israel, He'll bless me. And let me just say this, the nation that curses Israel, they're going to go down in a heap one day. We've got to get things right. We've got to get lined back up with the Word of God. You know what we need? We don't need another politician. We don't need another Democrat. We don't need another Republican. What we simply need today is a man and a woman to stand upon the foundations of the Word of God and thus saith the Word of God and do away with the things of the world and let's get lined back up with the Word of God. I still believe the Bible. I still believe what God's Word tells me. And I believe every bit of it from Genesis 1 to Revelations 22 and 21. Every jot and every tittle, I believe it's the Word of God. And I believe it would do every one of us a bit of good to obey the Word of God. Now you think about this. I believe that also, I believe that in the days when Noah were, I believe that there were spiritual problems. No doubt there was because God, it, He said there in Genesis 6 and 6, it, it, it repented God that He even made man. They were far away from God. and In fact, there were only eight souls left. Noah and his wife, his three sons, and his three daughter-in-laws that were, that were spared through the flood. Now, you think about this. No doubt that I, I believe that Noah, the Bible tells us in Peter, 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 5, it says that Noah was a righteous preacher. And you know, I believe that we're lacking in that area today. I believe that there's too many mommy called and daddy sent so-called preachers that will stand up here and pat you on the back and tell you you can go out here and live however you want to and everything's going to work out. Just, you, just, you just keep paying the preacher and you keep doing this or that and everything's going to be okay. But I'm telling you tonight that there's problems there. I'm telling you tonight that we've got to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. I'm not worried about what someone else tells me. Let's say what, see what God's Word says about it tonight. And, you know, no doubt that there's a bunch of people. You think about this, and how that how that there's too many preachers, and they're 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 teaching their own ideas and their own philosophies and different things, and 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 how that they're saying there's many ways to to heaven. All you got to do is this and this and this, and and you're going to get there. But let me just say this: Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way that we'll ever make it to heaven. My goodness, you think? My goodness. They're preaching religion minus the relationship. We need a relationship with the Lord Jesus. I need a relationship with Him. You know, in Genesis, I want to read, I want to look at that in Genesis chapter number six and verse number five, I believe it is. It says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. 
and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. You think about where those people had gotten to in the days of Noah. And I believe that we're right there today. I believe it, it, it doesn't take long. You go out here and, and, and we see it every time you turn on the TV. Every time you turn on the radio, we see the, the evil that's going on in this world and hear about it. And I believe we're right, we're right there today. And you know, it, it said that in, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, He said that they will be given in marriage or be marrying and, and given in marriage. Well, you know, what's wrong with marriage? If it's done the right way, there's, it says it, it's honorable in all. But you think about this. I, I believe that the Bible says that Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Now you think about the man and the man that comes together and gets married. And you think about the two women that gets married. So is it possible that going back to the days of Noah, I believe it was, I believe absolutely, no doubt that there were two men together and perhaps two women together. Let me just say this. Hey, I love them. I, I love them with my whole heart. But you know what? I don't love the sin that they're in. And you know what? They push and they push and they push. I've had enough of it. I'm sick and tired of the sin that we are faced with out here in this world. I'm tired of it. And I'm fed up with it. You know what? We all ought to get there. Get sick and tired of the sin that we're confronted with on a daily basis. And you, you think about about when two men come together and two women come together. It was an abomination then. And it's an abomination. You know, you think about that word abomination. You know, there's some things that, that, that stink, you know, that you just don't want to be around. But then there's those other things that will make you gag. You think about it. You think about it. I want you to notice this. I'll be down here in just a moment. There was some things that I believe, you know, Noah, you think about him and his family and how that I believe that his young, his young sons probably helped him labor uh, building the ark. They, they estimated it to be um, about 450 feet long, I believe something like that, and 40-some feet wide and 40-some uh, feet wide. And you think about, you think about how it was estimated that he worked somewhere uh, close to 100 years building that ark. And you know that I, God did not help... You think about this. God did not help Noah drive one nail in that ark. Do you know that the ark is a type of Christ? When you really look at it and do some comparisons, you think about this. You know, I believe that we can see that Noah was redeemed. Do you ever think about that? And you think that, that no doubt Noah and his family, just him and, 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 his, and his little family, preached righteousness and how that they built the ark right there and it was a witness to all those people that seen. And you think that no doubt there were people that ridiculed him and laughed at him and mocked at him and made fun of him and done this and that. But you know, you know what? He could have quit. He could have thrown it in the towel and said, Lord, I'm not doing it. Forget it. I'm not going to do it. But you know what? He went through 
He, he didn't quit. He kept going. He never gave up. And you think about this. You know, I believe that God put Noah in that ark. You think about that ark, how it's a type of Christ. You know that, first of all, there's, that there, was three, there was three levels. One vessel, three levels. Now you think about the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Now let me just say this. They're all on one level. They're all co-equal. But you say, well, you can't have that. You can't, you can't have three in one, but you think you've got one ship with three levels. We've got one God with three persons. You think of it like that. I, I like that. You know, you think about this. There was one window in the ark. And you know, when we get saved, you know what we ought to do? Is look one direction and stay focused wholly upon the Lord Jesus. And then you think about there was, was there not just one door? You think about that. And how that, that God never touched not one thing. He never helped Noah drive one nail. And then it said that He was to cover the nails with, with, with pitch. And how that he done, he done those things. And I believe He used gopher wood if I remember. Remember right? But how that God said, don't you worry about the door. And He put all those animals on and Noah watched as his family went on. I believe perhaps Noah was the last one to walk up the plank and get inside of the door. And you know what God did? God shut the door. God put a seal up on that door. Now let me just say this. There was one way in and Noah couldn't even get himself out. He was there when God closed the door. Now let me just say this. Jesus is the only way. Did Jesus not say, I am the door? My goodness, you think if we intend to go to heaven tonight, we're going to have to go through Jesus. God shut the door. There's one way. One way. Now, you think about this. I'll be down here in just a moment. You know, not, not only was Noah redeemed, God put him in there and God saved him. God kept him. And I believe He had a seal upon him. And you know, and I believe that do you, you know what the name Noah means? It means rest and comfort. You know that there was rest, no doubt there. You think about this. You know, Noah is surrounded with the judgment of God. God destroyed the world. Eight souls survived. God destroyed absolutely everything. Every man, every woman, every, every girl, every little boy. Do you think about that? Every animal that, that even the birds that weren't on the ship, they were gone. Destroyed them. God's judgment upon this world. Now you think about this. Noah was inside of the ark. God's judgment was all around. God, you think about that chaos and trouble, confusion. You think about this, how that we can have rest in Jesus. We can have rest and security. And this world can have whatever it wants. They can do whatever it wants. They can destroy this place you think about it. And one day they ultimately will. But you think about this. We can still have rest and have peace and have comfort no matter what is going on outside of the four walls of this door, these doors and this building. We can still have rest and peace and comfort in the Lord Jesus. No matter what happens. Now you think about this. After, I believe it was 150 days of Noah being on the ark, we understand that, that the ark 
settled on a mountain, Mount Ararat. You think about this. I like this. You know, I understand that, I, I believe I wrote it down there, I believe that that Mount Ararat is a little over three miles high above sea level. It's, six, it's almost 17,000 feet high, 16,850 feet above sea level. And you know that Noah knew that he escaped the judgment of God. He escaped the wrath of God. Noah knew that him and his family was saved. And he thought, well, that's enough. You know, I know that, that God's got His hand upon me. I'm protected. God has saved me. God has kept me. But you know what? I believe that God had something greater for him. God had something better for him. You think when that mountain or that, that ship settled on top of the mountain and Noah stepped out off, when God opened the door and Noah stepped out off, you know what? I believe God had done moved him to higher ground, if you will. You think about that, how when our salvation is finished and our salvation is completed, and even yet today, you think about that, how we can be moved and ushered in on higher ground. How that we can experience God and have a have a, a real a real relationship with Him daily and every day we ought to get closer and closer and move to higher ground every day. You think about that. You know, one of these days, this ship's going to sail. Bless the Lord. It's going to it's going to sail, and I believe it's going to settle on a mountaintop one day. And you think when we walk off of the ship, you know, we're going to be on higher ground. There's not going to be no more sin. There's not going to be no more strife. There's not going to be no more hurt. There's not going to be no more pain. Do you think about, you think about the, the heap of heronades uh, uh, and glasses that's laid outside of the gate of that place? Do you think about the, the walkers and the, the, the crutches? And do you think about that when we step through those gates? My goodness, you think we're going to put away the things of this world? God's got something better for you. He's got something better for me. He's going to move us to higher ground one of these days. You think the author and finisher of our faith, when it's all over, when it's complete, God's going to move us up to higher ground. And I thought about, my goodness, that, that excites me. I get to thinking about going home. You know, there's no place like home, is there not? I enjoy going places and seeing different things and being gone for a few days. But you know what? I can't wait to get back to 119 Grant Drive. That's home. And I enjoy home. I like my home. Don't like to be gone very far. Don't like to be gone very long. But you know what? There's something that stirs me down on the inside. I get a, get a call from a place that I've never been before. I get a stirring down on the inside and my goodness, you think that, that God's got something prepared for me. God's got something prepared for you. You think about it one day, church. We're going to go to that home. We're going to go to that place. Not long to see every one of you there. Want to see every one of you there. God's got something better for you. God's got something better and greater for me. You know what? It's not time to quit. It's not time to give up. It's not time to throw in the towel and say that I'm, I'm done. But you know what we ought to do? Keep preaching righteousness. Just as Noah did, keep preaching righteousness. I'm thankful for the man of God that will stand and preach boldly the Word of God. Appreciate that today. Will you stand with me tonight? I told you I wouldn't be very long. But I feel like I have given you what the Lord has given me.
And I just want to invite you tonight. I want to encourage you. Maybe you felt like throwing in the towel. Maybe you felt like giving up and saying, I'm done. It's over. I'm not, I'm not going to go another step. I want to encourage you tonight. You know, there's a whole church right here behind you that's cheering you on. Don't give up. Don't lay down. Don't quit. Don't turn back. We've got to keep going. Keep driving the nails. Keep preaching righteousness. Don't lay down and don't give up. If I could ever give you any good advice tonight, it's simply this. Don't quit. Don't quit. Because I believe it's just around the corner, just around the bend. I believe that God and I believe God's soon to send the Lord Jesus back to get the church.